to Talk It Out. This is your girl, Gabby. And this is KT. And Joy is not with us today, but we're going to keep the ball rolling as always. Today's episode is sponsored by Audible.com, where you can listen to over a hundred thousand different audiobooks from feminism to football to frogs to french fries go to audibletrial.com slash talk it out for a free 30-day trial with one free audiobook download audibletrial.com slash talk it out so um today we're going to be this is going to be part three of our feminism uh, episodes. Um, today we're going to talk a little bit about male entitlement. And um, this this episode was inspired by a very, very great episode uh, by Takenya Talks and Q from The Critical Dump. They just released it last week. So the last Takenya Talks episode. Very, very good discussion. Yes, they, they talk a little bit about feminism and um, male and women interactions. Um, Q makes the makes the bold statement that all male and female relationships are, what do you say, a barter, a barter system, that women are the objects and men are the wallets. Very good, very good uh, uh, discussion. Check that one out and, and, and uh, tell Takenya that we sent you. All right, so our episode is going to be about male entitlement. So it's kind of piggybacking off of of that episode. You know what? You know what, KT? So yeah, what's that? Men are so entitled. Hmm. Is that right? Men are so entitled that I could be at work in some baggy jeans. A big old flannel t-shirt. Some cornrows in my head. Looking like Cleo from Set It Off. And a man will come to me and try to get my number. Entitlement. Hmm. Men for me are so entitled that whenever I was dating on OkCupid and Plenty of Fish and everything like that, that when they would hit on me, I would say thank you. And if I didn't reciprocate what they said to them, then they'd call me a fat B and say that I was fat and that I don't deserve love just because I said that I didn't like them. Men are so entitled. That they think just because you have on a short skirt that you automatically want to have sex with them. So male entitlement is a belief basically that all men are owed something on account of them basically just being a male. Society normalizes this message. What do you think about that, Gabby? I think that's true. And and today we're going to talk about the, the varying F aspects of this male entitlement. So... We're going to talk about catcalling. We're going to talk about sexual harassment. We're going to talk about rape culture. We're going to talk about slut shaming. Because I feel like the this is all encompassed in this. <sighs> Disclaimer, because I know we, we got to set the air out here. Hashtag not all men 
hashtag just because you're a man doesn't mean we hate you. This is similar to a white privilege discussion. Just because a person is white doesn't mean they're a terrible person, but they benefit from white privilege. True. So True. just because you're a man doesn't mean you're a terrible person. Doesn't mean you're finna go out here and harass somebody, but you benefit from this male privilege. And I'm sure a lot, some of your family members and some of your your friends take part in this male entitlement culture. Okay, so first we're going to talk about catcalling. KT has a little bit of info on that. So street harassment is known as catcalling. Catcalling is defined as a whistle, shout, or sexual movement as a person walks by another person. And according to Stop Street Harassment, street harassment is, quote-unquote, unwanted comments, gestures, and actions forced on a stranger in public places without their consent and is directed at them because of their actual or perceived sex, gender, gender expression, or sexual orientation. So, in other words, if you're going around here flashing your junk at women, if you're going around here saying, hey, little mama, come over here, you look fine, (laughs) If you are whistling at women, if you are literally doing anything to anyone in public that is unwanted or sexual, that constitutes street harassment and catcalling. And street harassment. And my whole thing has been, I'm trying to get into the psyche of of these guys. And some women do it too. Um, But I'm trying to get into the psyche of these people. Do they really think... Okay, let's see some beautiful woman walking down. She is so beautiful. I wouldn't mind taking her on a date. You know how I'm going to get this stranger to go on a date with me? I'm finna follow her down the block saying, hey, little mama. Hey, what's up? What's good? You sure look fine. Can I have your number? Or... When she walks by, I'm finna whistle at her. I'm finna say, hey, shout it. I'm finna say, hey, girl. That's how you gonna get that girl to go on a date with you. Do these people really think? I don't think they really think that. I think it's more like it's a power thing. It's like a, a male bonding thing. And that goes back to seeing women as objects. It's like a game, a sport. They don't think, dang, women have it really hard because everywhere they turn there's creepy guys trying to talk to them trying to make them uh have sex with them trying to attack trying to attack them so maybe i should just leave this girl alone you know i mean if you really think this woman that you've never met in your entire life is going to be your wife I'm sure there's a better way to to uh, get her attention than by whistling at her and saying, hey, there. You know. Yeah, I, I don't really get it either. Um, you know, there's statistics on or from the Violence Against Women survey that was done in 2000 that basically stated that past exposure to harassment from strangers is is an important factor in women's perceptions of how safe they feel in public. Mm-hmm. So if, if you were a woman or if you were a person who has experienced sexual um, harassment in everyday life, how how safe would you feel walking out your door wearing anything? 
Because exactly. women don't just get, you know, women don't just get catcalled if they're wearing uh, really, really short skirts no, and no. Nope. a crop top. Women get catcalled if they're wearing jeans, pants, like anything. It doesn't matter. People get literally. catcalled every day. It does not matter what you're wearing or how it you... literally has. No... That's why I say I think it's more like a sport. If some guys, guy, if you're a guy and you have something to say, leave it in the comments, tweet us, tuck it out underscore pod, or uh, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash talk it out podcast. Let us know what it is because, you know, I have male cousins. I got a brother. I hang around guys all the time. It's more like a game because. Like, these dudes, they go to the malls. Like, my cousin, he's about 18. Him and it's a whole group of guys go to the mall on the weekend just to look and holler at girls the whole time. I'm like, <laughs> How bored can you mean? Do you not have like, anything they ain't got no money. Do? They just walk around the store trying to uh, holler at girls. I'm like, okay. I mean, that's fine. And it's not the... I want to find a girlfriend. I just want to talk to somebody. It's the way in which it's done. The entitlement part is a girl walking around minding her own business. You like, hey there, girl, or whatever, expecting her to turn around and talk to you. Or after you get the girl's attention and she does not want your number, then uh, all of a sudden she ugly, she fat, she this, she that. And And have you ever, like... Have you ever been hit on or whatever in public and someone asks for your number and then, like, you have to give them some random number? Uh-huh. And, like, like why should women and why should men, why should people, period, have to give you some fake number because they don't want your advances and are so afraid that, you know, if if I don't give you a phone number, you could potentially rape, kill, mur- like, anything to me. Right. Like, this stuff is real, yeah. Right. Especially about these murders. Like, so many stories came out in 2016 of women rejecting guys' advances and being killed. I actually read a story, uh, and this came out in, on 6-24-2016. And it was from a Huffington Post story, mm-hmm. which, you know, I don't, I don't really know how good the source is there. But it said, basically, that this woman, had for like a year, had been getting hit on. And this guy had been giving her sexual advances for like a whole year. Well, mm-hmm. one day he was, I guess after she had denied him so many times, he went to her house with an AK-47, a white dude, an old white dude who was like 55 and blew up her house. Oh my gosh. Like he, he didn't blow, blow up her house, but he shot down shut her. Up. Yeah. He shot up her regular, her front door, her back door, her basement door. Like, he, he basically just shot her whole house up. Entitlement. And remember that guy? I can't think of his name, but it, was, it happened a couple years ago. This guy shot up this college because he was saying, like, the girls never talked to him or whatever. And um, he never had a girlfriend. He's never had a date. So he was, like, mad at the world. Like, that is literally male entitlement. And that, that also goes into, I know this isn't a part of catcalling, but friend zone. Friend zone is the most craziest thing to me for for one reason. I mean, everybody, you know, we talk about the obvious reason. Like, why are you trying to be acting like you're going to be somebody's friend when you really want something else? Right. The thing that the thing that gets me about it is what about all these guys that have these girl female friends 
that they never date because they're not their type. Maybe they're too nerdy. Maybe they're not the right shape. Maybe they're this and they're that. They never say, oh, no, what about the girls that have been friend-zoned? What about the girls that secretly are in love with the, the jock, Josh, but he's dating the cheerleader girl? Like, that's never a narrative, even though I, I saw it and I see it all the time. Like, it's only men. Like, because I'm a man and because I like you and I'm being nice to you, you automatically have to date me. But... This girl over here, Sally the nerd, she's just my friend, yo. She's just a pal, you know. She like my sister. I never do nothing like that with her. So you understand it when it's you, but not when it's another girl who just wants to be your friend. Then it's an injustice to the world because she has the audacity not to want to date you just because you were being quote-unquote nice. I want to kind of bring it to, because, you know, whenever you are catcalled or whenever you are, you know, uh, sexually harassed or verbally harassed, men always have this this terrible, terrible thing of, like, slut-shaming you. Mm-hmm. Like, and basically what, if you don't know, slut-shaming is the act of criticizing a woman for her real or presumed sexual activity or for behaving in ways that someone thinks are associated with her real or presumed sexual activity. So... Uh, if a woman has sex with 50 different men, then she's a slut and she's a whore and you shouldn't talk to her. And, mm. she, you know, she just lets men run a train on her and all this other crazy thing. Mm. If a man has had sex with 50 women, then that's an OK body count. And, you know, they're right. just racking up their body count and they have got a lot of women. Right. And they if the man has sex, sex with like, the presumed slut, then it, it's not a problem. Even though you right. were saying she was dirty and nasty and and crazy and ugly. But you still going to have sex with her. So yeah. what's the problem? Then what's the point of the names? There's nothing changing. You still going to go over there. She easy. And apparently you easy for going with somebody that's easy. And, you know, it's it's only women and girls that are called for, for being open with their sexuality. Mm-hmm. Whether it's real or imagined, boys and men are always congratulated on the same exact behavior. Boys and men are always congratulated on how many women they have sex with and how many holes they can pull. And, like, it's just, it's a double standard, honestly. Because men these days are allowed to, are literally allowed to do anything. Pretty much. This is... Regarding slut-shaming, this is regarding calling them the B-word. This is regarding calling them absolutely anything that they feel is right. Because in their own words, quote-unquote, it doesn't offend them. But just because that it doesn't offend you or it doesn't affect you in some way doesn't mean that it's not affecting others. Literally, and like you said yeah. at the beginning of the episode, it kind of goes with, um, you know, the the white privilege thing. Just because I'm not black and just because it doesn't offend me to say the N-word, that doesn't mean it's okay. That doesn't mean that I should be allowed to use that word, you know? Exactly. Any position of privilege and power, you have no right to tell the oppressed people what is offensive to them. A white person has no right to tell me what's offensive. A man has no right to tell me what's offensive because he's not me. Like, that doesn't even make sense. But, yeah. Um, 
it's just crazy. And okay, so we talked about a little bit about slut shaming. I want to talk about that a little second. Um, in the Q in the uh to Kenya uh episode, Q and to Kenya were discussing the way a woman dresses, and uh Q said something along the lines of, um, well if I see a woman dressing a certain way then I would assume that she wants to engage in sexual activities. Just like if I saw somebody dressed up and as a police officer, I would think that if I was in an emergency, then that would be the person I'd go to if I needed help. Okay. So because she, I guess maybe because they're in a club environment. So if because they're in a club environment and she's wearing clothes that she likes, that just so happened to show her body parts, you automatically think she wants to have sex with you? And I think also it's in the approach, too. Because I feel like if men would come by, come to to women more respectfully, it wouldn't be a huge problem. I mean, it's still a problem because men are always coming to women. It's annoying. But if the way they came to them was a certain way, then maybe we could have... It could be okay. So, like, if you see a woman in the club and she's wearing revealing clothing, that doesn't mean you come you gonna come all the way up to her all disrespectful and all raunchy and stuff just because she's wearing clothes. Maybe she just wants to wear clothes to show off her body. Maybe she's proud of her body and proud of her curves and, and just wants to show it off. That don't mean she want to get with you. But if you come up to her and be like, hi, hi, miss, uh, can I buy you a drink, yada, 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 instead of, hey, girl, what? Uh, what what you think about us getting out of here or something like that that you've never met in your life? I think it's it's a lot of it comes in in the approach. Nobody's saying you can't come up to a woman. Nobody say you can't you can't talk to them. Nobody's saying you can't ask a woman to engage in um a little bit of extracurricular activities. But it's all in the way that you do it. It's all in the respect that that's shown. So and and let's say you go to that woman and she rejects your advances. Okay, your little pride, your little ego is hurt a little bit, but just say, okay, uh, thanks for your time, and then walk away. It shouldn't be some big, oh, you a slut, oh, you this, oh, you that, oh, like, why? Now you look weak, and you just look, you look hurt, like your little feelings get hurt. But, so, yeah. I kind of want to bring it back. Did you, have you ever been, um... Have you ever been hit on in a work environment or ever been basically, have you ever been like harassed with verbal or physical or anything like that regarding men? I mean, like have I ever been made uncomfortable by a, a male? Yep. By the work. Okay. Oh. So I have a story. So like I said, I was talking about me wearing those baggy clothes and those cornrows looking like Cleo. So... Uh, as you know, I work at a school and I work with children. So one of the parents, which knew my mom, this is the age of my mom. I was waiting for the rest of the kids to come. It was just him and his son. And so uh, I'm over there sitting out the, the breakfast for the kids. And he's, he's looking at me, looking up and down. his nasty self. Hey, what's up? I was like, hey, what's up? Uh... How old are you? 23. What? 23. You got a boyfriend. 
No. <laughs> uh, what does he say? Uh, you too pretty to not have a boyfriend. As I'm walking away, looking at me up and down, disgusting. It's like, you know what? Well, I'm trying to focus on my work, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, you know, you got to make that money. You doing good, though. You doing good. Like, disgusting. I was about to throw up. I was like, if I can get catcalled, if I can get uh, hit on and harassed by these creepy men, I know anybody can. Every woman in this world has. Because if I had, that, that's a testament to it. But, yeah, it was just awkward. And think about women that actually, like, take pride in how they look. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so, like wear makeup and stuff like you know they they suffering from the nth degree probably everywhere they turn it's a, a creepy dude over there looking at them and uh trying to talk to him so i have a story i um i used to go to memphis a lot whenever my car wasn't broke mm-hmm. shout out to my broke car um but i would always go by mcdonald's in the morning times mm-hmm. and uh, there was this guy there every single morning. Now, this dude, he, he was pretty cute. He was all right. You know, he wasn't really my type, but he was still pretty cute. Mm-hmm. And every time he, he worked the, the box, so that means he worked the first window when you go into McDonald's. And he was talking. He'd be like, good morning, whatever, what would you like? I'd tell him my, what I wanted, and then I'd go up to the window. He'd be like, the total is blah, blah, blah. How you doing, sweetie? I'd be like, oh, I'm doing fine. How are you doing, sir? You know, I'd be real respectful. Mm-hmm. And one day I went up to the window and he was like, because I, I, I had my face beat. I had my hair done. I was mm-hmm. looking real good because I was, I was going to see our significant other. And he was like, how you doing today, sweetie? You look real nice. I was like, oh, I'm doing fine. You know, I, I'm going to he- head off to a certain city. And he was like, Oh, well, what are you going there for? And I was like, uh, you know, I got my partner lives there. And he was like, oh, well, you know, you, you ain't got to go all the way there just to have a significant other or just to have a man. And I was like, what? <laughs> he said, I was going to tell you, you got a man right here talking about himself. Yeah. And I was like, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like first and foremost, we're in the McDonald's line. Anyway, I'm just saying, if if you can hit on someone in the McDonald's line while you're working at McDonald's, then first and foremost, you got balls. <laughs> and secondly, I hate Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is that ugly thing? Anyway. Yeah. I just I just feel like you know, there's a, like you said, there's a way to say something and there's a way not to say something. There's a way if to I'm be just, respectful, you know. Right, just like I was being, like, I was being respectful to that guy. I, I mean, I thought he was an okay dude, but it, it doesn't mean that I'm going to go up to him and be like, how you doing? What you doing here? Right. You know, because you know, that's so disrespectful. Right. That reminds me of a video that was circulating uh, a while back. It was of a girl who's being followed by this guy and she had the the camera like facing him and uh he kept saying miss can i talk to you and she was like no no thanks can i talk to you no no whatever no leave me alone 
And the dude was like, well, I'm coming to you respectful or whatever. But he was fo- still following her around in the store. That's not respectful. That's not respectful. If you're a guy and you do something like that, listen, listen real cl- little clearly, guys and girls, whoever does this. If you are trying to get a girl's number, somebody's number, you say, hi, miss, can I talk to you? And they say, no, thank you. Uh, I get a boyfriend or whatever. Or no, thanks. What makes you think you pursuing them is going to make anything any any different? This isn't an R&B music video. This is real life. You pursuing somebody is not going to make them like, oh, my gosh, this stranger. Oh, my gosh, Jill. This stranger that I met at the Super Walmart, he had tried to holler at me, but I was like, no. And then he came back. I, I told this guy, no. I did not want to talk to him, but you know what? He didn't listen to me, so he kept following me all the way to the produce aisle. And eventually, I was like, you have so much persistence, and you're so determined. You know what? I think I'm just going to give you my number. And you know what? We got married the next day. So, so oh, Lord. Oh, God. I hope I hope no one has ever gotten to a relationship like that. Like, if you have, I'm so sorry. Because I know you really didn't want to be in a relationship. <laughs> right. But uh, let me go ahead and bring it on to the next topic that we're going to talk about. It's going to be rape culture. Yes. So uh, what is rape culture? Rape culture is an environment in which rape is prevalent and in which sexual violence against women is normalized and accused in media and popular pop culture. Rape culture is perpetrated through the use of misogynistic language, the objectifying of women's bodies, and the glamorizing of sexual violence, thereby creating a society that disregards women's rights and safety. Um, Absolutely. Rape culture affects every single woman in this planet. Yep. In America. In this Uh, world. the The rape of one woman is degrading terror, terror, and limitation to all women. Most women and girls, we have to limit our behavior because of the existence of rape. Most women and girls, we live in fear because of rape. And I'm not saying that, that men aren't raped too, because men are raped, and that happens. Let's not forget about the rape. And because of toxic masculinity, it's it's fun. It's become a joke. Right, yeah. Like, whenever, like, on the other, on one hand, you know, every time somebody's talking about going to jail in a movie, don't drop the soap because you might get raped. Like, ah, ha, ha, some dude is going to get raped by another man. That's so hilarious. Or it's the woman taking advantage of the man. And it's like, ah, ha, ha, this dude is so weak. This girl is taking advantage of him. Ah, ha, he is so weak. What a woman. Like, how is that funny? Anyway, uh, examples of rape culture would be something exactly what Gabby said, as well as blaming the victim. Mm -hmm. Uh, She asked for it, or she was wearing the wrong type of clothing. She wasn't in the correct mental state. Uh, She has a history of uh, having sex all the time. Trivializing sexual assault. Quote-unquote, boys will be boys. That is the worst thing to ever say. Boys are not going to be boys. You, you got to stop teaching women to avoid getting raped. 
and instead teach boys and men not to rape. Exactly. And this whole boys will be boys crap. The only reason boys will be boys is because you keep teaching them this same toxic masculinity thing and you never reevaluate your life. You just, you just keep doing the same thing. Women too. Women can be the one of the, the number one perpetrators of misogyny and patriarchy. Also, we have to stop defining manhood as dominant and sexually aggressive. Not all men are dominant and not all men are sexually aggressive. You don't have to pull holes in order to be a man. You right. don't have to do those type of things. And we, you know, we also have to stop defining womanhood as submissive and sexually passive. Not right. all women have to have sex. Not all women want to be dominated in bed. Right. Um, you know, we have to stop uh, assuming that only promiscuous women get raped. I heard something on the Takenya episode about how uh, Takenya thought at one point that prostitutes getting raped isn't something that is heard of because they're they're in the line of that business. Women who are in the line of sex, who are in that business, can still get raped. Prostitutes can still get raped. Strippers can still get raped. Sex workers can still get Rape, just because you are in those lines of work does not mean that rape does not exist. If anything, rape culture and rape is more prevalent. We have to stop teaching women that being raped is something that you need to hide. We have to stop shaming women who who say that they have been raped. You know, we women and men who have been raped... We have to stop not believing them. If you are a woman, or if you are a man, or if you are a trans person, or if you are a non-gendered person, non-gender conforming person who has been raped, who has been sexually abused by anyone, please go to whoever you feel safe speaking to and tell them. So something, something that they brought up about the, the sex workers getting raped. I think that goes into male entitlement as well. And um, to Kenya and Q, we're talking about if prostitution should be legal. And I think it should. Just for the simple fact that things like rape would probably get penalized more. Because right now, these these uh, prostitutes and stuff, they, they be reporting their rapes and stuff to the police. The rape, t- the rape kits never get tested. Nothing ever happens. Just like, what it? Well, you're doing a crime, so, you know, I, I guess they see it as like a punishment for doing crime. But if prostitution was legal, then it would be like a business. So in the instance that, let's say a guy pays this woman $300 to perform a service, she pre- she refuses to perform said service. Instead of him saying, well, I'm going to get it anyway. He could go to court and sue the lady and get his money back. Then it would be, it could be more regulated and it might be able to, to, to prevent some rape. But yes, sex workers can be raped because just because you sell your body for a living doesn't mean you don't have the right to say no. Even if you, you get that hundred dollars. And and you tell that man, you know what, no, what, never mind. You try to give that man the $100 back, and he still tries to get on top of you. That is rape. It's your body, and you have the right to or to not. 
but yes, rape culture. Continue. And even uh, you know, I just wanna I just wanna make a statement there. You said if you try to give the hundred dollars back, even if you don't give the one hundred dollars back, even if you you just take the one hundred dollars and run, you that is still rape. Just because right. you took one hundred dollars from this person does not mean that you deserve being raped. That's right. when you reported to the police. Just because I, I I just think that a lot of times that we maybe not we, but men have been put into this box so much of, hey, you're not allowed to show your real emotions that men are allowed to keep these emotions in for so long and then they've been rejected so many times that they don't ever take actual accountability for as to why they're being rejected or as to why their you know their own mindset has put them in this situation and so then when someone does reject them for that final last time then they think it's okay to murder and kill someone and and, or murder and rape someone not murder and kill because that's the same thing you just need to we, we need to figure out a way as to how we can combat rape culture and and things like this. Do you have any suggestions, Gabby? Well, I think it starts with the children. Like like I said in my the previous toxic masculinity episode, I work with children. I work with boys and I work with girls. And I can already see that entitlement thing working with the boys. It's boys that talk, yeah, you, gonna, you got some girlfriends. You need to get you some girlfriends at four and, and five. So there's this girl there that all the boys like. And they think they are entitled to her time and they are and she has to play with them. So what they do is they don't think, granted they are children, but this this behavior continues on to adulthood. This girl could be minding her own business, want to play with her little friend Cindy Lou Who. They're like no, you're my friend. I like you, so you're gonna play with me. So they will pull that girl. Literally, if you if you ain't if you ain't looking, they will pull that girl over there and make them make her play with them. They will make that girl give them a hug. They will force themselves on that girl and give her kisses, even though she don't be wanting to do that. They will make if if she's sitting by somebody. They will squeeze their way over there and sit by her, even if she doesn't want them sitting by them. So I nip, I'm nipping that in the butt, and I have been nipping it in the butt when I see it. I tell them from the jump, this girl doesn't want to play with you. Don't you see her face? She doesn't want to play with you. You did not even ask this girl if you could give her a hug. You have to ask if you want to give this girl a hug, you ask. If she says yes, give her one. If she says no, don't. We don't kiss nobody. But if you want the girl to play with you, ask if you if she wants to play with you. Don't force her to play with you. It's it's all about teaching it young. So you start there, and then eventually, when they get to the the point where they're looking for boy for girlfriends or boyfriends, whatever, you tell them nobody is entitled to your time. Nobody is entitled to be your your boyfriend or girlfriend. If they say no, they say no. It might hurt your feelings for a little bit, but you will live. That doesn't mean you go around spreading rumors saying she this, she that. That doesn't mean you go causing the whole scene. And nobody 
has to be your boyfriend or girlfriend. If somebody wants to be your friend, they have all the right to just want to be your friend. It's not an injustice to humanity. And then it goes on to rape culture. If a girl tells you no, that means no. It does not matter any part of the process. If she says no, that means no. And I think what guys don't understand is it's like a whole different experience. So if a girl is telling you at any point she does not want to do it, you have to get up and go. It doesn't matter anything about, about you. Now, if you tell that girl you don't want to do it, she has to get up just like you had to get up. If she does not get up, you can press charges. But we just have to to keep that conversation. And if I if I saw girls around there doing that to, to little boys, making the making the little boys play with them, forcing themselves on the little boys, making the boys hold their hand, making the boys give them hooks, I tell them the same thing. But I don't see that, and I think that's just that's just telling on of the way that that we raise these little boys and that they, how they eventually turn to teenagers and men. What about you? So I think that there are a few things that we can do. We can avoid using language that objectifies or degrades women, uh, i.e. examples using the B word mm -hmm. uh, against women, using slut, using whore against women. We can speak out if you hear someone else making an offensive joke or trivializing rape. So if someone is, is using those jokes that you said before, say something to them. Don't be afraid. Um, if a friend says she has been raped or if a, a friend says he has been raped, take it seriously and be supportive of them. Think critically about the media's message and how about how women, men and relationships and violence all combat together or all sh come together. Be respective of others, physical space, even in casual situations, just because you're sitting with someone doesn't mean that you're allowed to give them like you're allowed to touch their knee. Um, right. always communicate with sexual partners and do not assume consent. So me and my boo, I don't, I don't care what we do. We always say, Hey, is it okay if you do this? Hey, is it okay if we can do this? Mm -hmm. When we're getting down to the nitty gritty, um, define your own manhood and womanhood. Go against the gender binary. Go against the gender norms. Don't let stereotypes shape your actions and how you feel about certain things. Um, and last and foremost, I think the most that we can do at this point is get involved and join a student or youth or community group working to end violence against women and against girls. Yes, I think I think that's all important and. Uh, let's go real quick back to the objectifying and the power of words. Um, like I said, some dudes, some people think there's no problem calling the girl the B word. There's no problem catcalling. There's no call. There's no problem objectifying. There's no problem with the music videos where all you see is the half naked women jiggling and, and jangling, which I mean, there's not really a problem, but it, it plays into certain, certain things. We need to, I think because, I think we mainly see this because there are more women in the world, but more men hold positions of power. And men feel like, just like white people feel like, white people feel like, a lot of white people, this is their world and everybody else is just living in it. Like, this is their America. That's why they say, take America back. This is their America and everybody else, the blacks and the Hispanics and even the Native Americans are just living in their country. 
men feel like this is their world and women are just here just to be uh, sexual partners, just to be mothers, just to be sisters. You know, we have to get to the point where we're teaching these boys. We have a culture where women are seen as equals, literally. It's not this is your world. It's everybody's world. This is a woman's and a man's world. And once you see that and once you begin to humanize women, I feel like a lot of this stuff won't be as uh, prevalent because we live in a culture and society where it's all about getting this girl, getting that girl, having a whole bunch of girls just like you would collect cars. It's objectifying. You're, there's, it's no longer that, oh, wow, this is a person that has had a childhood that has a great imagination that has history that's very intelligent that's a very great artist no it's just oh they get a nice body and yeah so i think we need there's things we can do um first by educating like i said by starting with the children by if you hear somebody talking a certain way but mainly just through educating. And and I'm glad that we have this platform. I hope, uh, thanks to, to Kenya and, and everybody else, um, we can have a, a greater conversation just around the, the podcast family or whoever. And eventually this will get to, to more people. But Okay, so let's wrap up the show. Yeah, that's pretty much what we thought. Um, let us know if you have any comments. We know it's probably going to end up being a debate. We can't wait. You know, we love debates. We love debates. So hit us up on Twitter, talk it out underscore pod, Instagram, talk it out podcast, Facebook.com slash talk it out podcast. We can get the ball rolling and get some good conversation and some good dialogue. So, KT, is there anything you would like to add? Uh, no, I think that's just about it. Okay. I completely agree with everything you said. And y'all better hit us up or your grandma's <laughs> never going to cook cookies again. All right. Shout outs. Do the shout outs. Do the shout outs. The podcast brothers. The podcast brothers. No idea podcast. The podcast queens. Mm-hmm. Kenya Talks, of course. Thanks to you and Q mm-hmm. from uh, the Critical Dump for yes. this whole episode. Uh, Baby Boy Podcast, too. And Cool. The Wind Down. The Token Blacks. Uh, Woke with Kids. The John Effect. Also, want to shout out. Why not sports? Um, why not sport? We come from Queens. Good morning, beautiful. Um, also want to shout out the Drunken Knights, a rose chicken. Uh, let's see who else. Super peepee time. Always. We got the jazz. Also want to shout out um, Just in Time. They're always reposting our stuff. Uh, let's see. Conversation card artist. Uh, Stakes and Tie podcast. Shout out to Joneses. Uh, Pepper and the Salt Shaker. Uh, the Brotherly Love. Also want to shout out our one of our favorites. Regular podcast. Um, Afro fruit. Daily. Bearded Fruit. Afro Daily. From Theo Black. <laughs> oh, yo. <laughs> y'all. If you don't know what Theo Black is, you better ask yeah, somebody. somebody. Um, I'm trying to think. The right man child just say words podcast just say words actually did a whole podcast on us almost yeah. like he took what i said and he like made it the title like that was just amazing to me yeah uh, also last but not least in rose 
If we didn't shout you out, please don't. We get real and raw. I said That's real and raw, real and raw. Okay. Real and raw, wow. But yes. Um. Teal Black. And thank you everybody for listening to this wonderful podcast. You can hit us up on Facebook. You can hit us up on Instagram. You can hit us up on Twitter. You can hit us up without an email. You can hit us up anywhere. Let us know what you think. If you like this, make sure you share it. Go to iTunes, yo. If you like this, write us on iTunes. Give us some reviews. You know what I'm talking about? That would be amazing. And we'll return the favor. Just let us know that you did it. Thank you very much. This is Gabby. This is KT. And this is Talk It Out.